Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy and healthy life. Not as disabled people, but as people with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How are you feeling today, my friends? You're feeling good? You're feeling strong? You're feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, I want to remind you, An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, check it out. While you're tripping around the web, make sure you stop by our group page on Facebook. It's called Living with a Disability. And you can get there by going to www.famousapple.com forward slash group. Yeah, there's a lot of people over there. They're laughing, they're chatting, they're talking to each other, they're making new friends, they're asking questions, answering questions. They're having fun. So if they can do it, so can you. Go over to www.famousapple.com forward slash group. Hey, I got some good news today from our syndicator. We are now heard in 99 different countries. That's right. 99 different countries are listening to an Apple a day. Speaking of daily, we are putting out a podcast a day, five days a week, every morning at 4 a.m. That's right. We put out a small podcast every day, five days a week. It's called an Apple Fritter. They usually run five to 10 minutes, usually around the five minute mark, but just a small little Apple Fritter every day. So make sure you check them out. They come out at 4 a.m. every morning. Monday through Friday. And plus, we have our regular weekly podcast like this one. And we have got a good one for you today. Today, we are talking to Brianna Powie. This lady is amazing to me. Absolutely, positively amazing. She has got such a can-do, positive attitude. She was in a car accident when she was 20 years old. Her car did a flip, not a roll, but a flip end to end. The car was flattened like a pancake that left her paralyzed at 20 years old. Now, you would think a 20-year-old would have the attitude like, my life is over, I can't do anything, just leave me alone, close the box, I'm done. Boy, are you in for a surprise when you hear what Brianna has to say. But you know what? I'm going to let David introduce us to Brianna right now. So sit back for a second and listen to what David has to say about Brianna Powie. Who is Brianna Powie? Brianna's a paraplegic who was injured in 2011. She was drinking and driving too fast, on a familiar road, on a late summer night in August when she lost control. Her car flipped nose over end and the result left her paralyzed. She took a few years trying to figure out her purpose in life before going back to school for human services, social work, and criminal justice. 
She studied a variety of different topics and certifications for eight years, graduating this spring with a bachelor's degree and some of the highest honors you can receive. Shortly after graduation, she packed up her life in Wisconsin and relocated to North Carolina to live with her roommate, who is also in a wheelchair, and her family, in the hopes of continuing to grow her future and help others, like herself, who felt lost in the world or space around them. She is currently the operations manager for the Wheel With Me Foundation and Wheel With Me Fitness, a nonprofit created to help support the longevity and independence of wheelchair users, as well as the first fitness app created for wheelchair users by folks in wheelchairs. They offer support, resources, and a safe space to share and develop in. She also tutors college students for Western Technical College and manages social media accounts for Wheel With Me Consulting. She was single for almost 10 years after her accident but met someone special online in 2019. They started dating long distance in 2020 and have managed to stay together through a lot of tough situations. They have seen each other, in person, a handful of times since dating and are working on moving closer together to be able to keep progressing their relationship in the right direction. Brianna is proof that there is no obstacle too big that you can't find a way around it if you put your mind to it. And now, back to Jimmy. What Dave just told us doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of who Brianna is. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview and you're going to enjoy meeting Brianna. So sit back, relax, and let me introduce you to Brianna Powie. As I said, we're here with Brianna Powie. How are you doing today, Brianna? I'm doing really great. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You have some story. And <laughs> it's amazing to me. So go ahead, share your story. Tell us your story. You can tell it better than I can. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, well, my story kind of begins back in 2011. It was a nice warm summer night in August, and I had made um, a poor decision of drinking and driving. And I was just kind of going on a road that I knew very well, that I thought I knew very well, um, driving a little bit too fast, and I ended up losing control of my car. Flipped my car, nose over end. My airbag did not go off, which which made me jolt forward, and my I had my seatbelt on. So where my seatbelt was holding me and on my lap is where I broke my back, and I became instantly paralyzed. So that's kind of where my story begins. And then from there, I, you know, I did the traditional. I went to the hospital for about a month, had the surgeries and a little bit of recovery time, and then it was literally only about 30 days before, before they sent me home, and I was just kind of on my own to figure out my new life and figure out what my new purpose was going to be and like how I can uh, contribute to society again. It, it took a while, but eventually I got, I found a few places where I really felt comfortable and at home. Um, I'm, I'm really big into EDM music and, and festivals and stuff. So I really started there spending a lot of my time with them volunteering and that kind of grew into my school background, which kind of grew into um, the work that I'm doing now. Let me let me ask you. You said you're a T10 paraplegic. Now I don't want to sound. That is, I don't want to sound ignorant. What is a T10? 
So we, when we talk about spinal cord injuries, we talk about the injury of where it happened on the spine. And so my injury happened at the T10 level of my spinal cord. Okay. So that is for me, that is right around the belly button area. So I have no sensations from my belly button down. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That... So I am no longer, yeah. So I can't, not, besides just the walking part, but I, I, I can't go to the bathroom the same, you know, like peeing and pooping is different. I have to worry about pressure sores and things like that. So it's, it was a lot more than what I had initially thought of when I'm like, okay, yeah, I just can't walk. It's so many more layers than that. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Jeez. When you flipped, you went, you said head over, head over tail. Yeah. So when I, when my car, um, when I lost control of my car, one of my tires blew out. And so it shot it into the ditch and the nose of my car, it hit the ditch causing it to flip like a full, um, a full 360 across the entire length of that road. So I went from one ditch to the opposite ditch and my car did a somersault in between (laughs) landed back on its tires, which we, we weren't really sure of how the, how it had happened until a good friend of mine looked at the photos of the accident and he was able to determine like, okay, this is, you can tell by the way that the car is shaped now because it was kind of pancaked. There wasn't a lot of damages on the sides, so you, you could tell it didn't roll. But the way that the, the top had pancaked down, they're like, yeah, you, you flipped 360, nose over end. Can, can I ask you, how old were you at the time? <clears throat> I was 20 years old. I was just two and a half months shy of turning 21. And I had a hey, fake ID. I was able, and I had it for about a year. So I had been able to like go buy alcohol in the local local stores. I was drinking at the bars. It was just growing up in Wisconsin. It just didn't seem like that big of a deal. Like drinking culture is a very common thing there, and all my friends were doing it. So it just it didn't seem wrong. Yeah. And like I knew it was wrong. I, I knew it was wrong, but I just I guess when you're 20 years old, you feel invincible. Right, exactly. You're bulletproof. Wow. That's a... until you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> until until you're not bulletproof. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I'm but I'm really thankful because just before I had gotten in my car, I had left my best friend. Um her and I were hanging out just before that. She was in my car earlier that day. And so it's it's a really it's a blessing that I only impacted my own life physically like obviously my injury impacted everyone around me but i'm just i'm really glad that i didn't harm anyone else yeah exactly exactly and i i understand 100 percent what you're saying that's um, unbelievable it's it's you know it's funny the way things work out i mean it's not funny but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's mis- a, a mystery the way things work out How, it is but you know it, it I got I have to give you credit because you went on after it. I mean, you could have sat back afterwards and said, "Poor me. Uh, this is it. My life is over." And that's what this podcast is all about. People that you did it. You did a stupid thing. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to sound nasty. You did a stupid thing. You went out. You drank. You you mm-hmm. you wrecked your car. You wrecked you wrecked your legs. But you could have sat back after that and said, "My life is over." Everyone take care of me. You didn't. You went back. Mm-hmm. You went back to college, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't perfect. I had to take. I did take a couple of years to kind of figure out like what I was gonna do. But okay. yeah, eventually I knew. I knew I was like, okay, well, I want to 
serve people in some kind of way. You know, like I, when I got into my accident, I, I was very lucky to have a lot of people around me. I had a good support system, a lot of friends and family who were there. And on those moments where I was like, man, I can't do that. Like I can never camp again. Like I can't, I can't go on road trips anymore. I'm never going to be able to go to like overnight festivals and all of the things that I had conceived in my head that I couldn't do. My friends and family were like, no, 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 no. we're going to get you there. And that's exactly what they did. I had, I had so many people who, you know, if I, if I couldn't transfer into this car to get to A, B or C, like my friends would pick me up, get me in there and then we'd go. Like it was never an issue for them to do a little bit of extra work to make me feel included. And I know that not everyone in my, in the disability community has that kind of, kind of support. So that's what pushed me to go back to school. I was like, all right, I got some good friends. Now it's my turn to be someone else's good friend too. Exactly. And that was, that's what sparked it. You know, I wanted to, I went back to school for human services, did a little bit of criminal justice and social work. So I have, I have a lot of, it's all about serving people though. It just, it always comes back to how can I help other people better their lives, better their education, find resources in their community. Like that's, that was always like that. That's when I found my mission. Exactly. And that's great. That that's, I'm, 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 I'm in awe of you. Uh, I'm, I'm so impressed because that's it. You, you, you found the secret. I've been telling that to people for so long now, you know, you're allowed to have your pity party. You, you had your pity party. You had to take some time. I mean, it's human nature to say, poor me. It is. Right. You, you went through that period where life sucks, you know, to be perfectly blunt. You, oh, for sure. You lost your legs. You, you're saying, I can't do this anymore. You can't do that. And it just sucks. Life sucks. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. But then you, after a while, the pity party is over. You have to clean up. The party's over. You have to right. get back to reality. And you did it. You pulled through it. And you went back to college. Now you want to help somebody else. I went through the same thing. Believe it or not. I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm in a wheelchair. And I went through it. I had a bad accident. And I, like you, I wanted to help somebody else. I'm a little bit older than you. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what, like I said, that's what this podcast is all about, is giving back and helping somebody else. I have such a short fuse for people that just give up. And I don't mean it, you know, when I say a short fuse, that. I just, I can't understand how you can just give up. All right, like I said, I understand you have a pity party. Everyone right. everyone deserves it. You, you, have, you become disabled. Your life is totally turned around. You know mm-hmm. it, but you're Absolutely. a superstar. You are a superstar. <laughs> you, picked a, you picked yourself up, dusted the crap off, and you went on with your life. You went in a different direction, but look at you now. You're a superstar, and I, I applaud you for that. When I seen your story, I was like, I definitely have to talk to her. Well, thank you. And that's, that's all I want to try to do is raise awareness about the possibilities of, like, what you can do, right? Like, because the wheelchair isn't, was never what stopped me. It was, it was me that stopped me for the longest time. It was my mindset. It was, you know, what I was willing to put in the work for. Because even after I figured out my purpose, I still wasn't putting in all the effort that I could have been. I could have been doing a little bit more, not only for 
for my education, but for my, for my body and my health and my soul as well. And that stuff didn't come until almost 2021, almost 10 years after my accident. I was already almost done with college when I finally realized like there's, there's something more I need. And that's when, that's when I dove into like the fitness stuff and really um, giving back to the community and like working with the disabled community more. Cause that's, that's where I felt it. I was like, I need, I need more. <laughs> like what I'm doing is great, but my, the purpose is bigger and I need to share this somehow. And that's, and that's why I reached out. You know, I just, I want people to hear my story and I want people to know that like they are capable of this too. They're capable of going to school. They're capable of finding those friends. They're capable of losing an, a really large amount of weight in a really, in like a year and a half. I've, I've, I never even thought I could do it but here I am the healthiest I've ever been. Even before I was in a wheelchair, I was never this healthy. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And that's saying, that's like how, what a weird thing to say. Like I am healthier now paralyzed in my wheelchair (laughs) than I was like in high school or at 20 years old. It's true. It, it really is true. And you know what? Here's something else that really caught my eye about you. Because I hear this a lot from people that are, you know, have a disability. Because I hate to say disabled people. There is no mm-hmm. such thing as a disabled person. A disabled person means you're broken. You're just a person with a disability. But you, you're let, on your first email that you sent me, the last paragraph said, I was single for almost 10 years after your accident. And then you met Jacob. And... People, people are always saying, well, I can't, you know, no one wants me, da, 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 all this, all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And you proved them wrong again. I you, did. You met Jacob. <laughs> I met Jacob. Um, I did. And it, he, you know, and I, he happens to be in a wheelchair as well. And that's the thing is I was never looking for, it was never like looking for someone, whether able-bodied or disabled. I just wasn't looking at all. I wasn't looking. I had given up on it. Um, I had put myself out there a few times the first few years um, with people who I really trusted. And I thought that it could, I thought we had something, <laughs> but apparently it was a little one-sided and, and that's okay. And like, I, I hold no ill will towards, you know, the, the men that I was had interest in. Mm-hmm. But, but then when I met Jacob online, it just, it just was so natural and organic. Like we just clicked. There was just one thing after another, after another, that just, it just kind of fell into place. Well, and I'm a very stubborn, I'm a very stubborn person. Like I fought it for a while. Well, I tried to stop talking to him well, <laughs> and I just couldn't, I couldn't. I just, it, it was, it was met. It was like a magnetic. <laughs> well, you're a stubborn person. Well, you're also a woman. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, you know, think about it. When, whether you had the wheelchair or not, that's the way relationships go. They either work or they don't work, or they're one-sided. It doesn't have to be because you're disabled or anything like that. That's just relationships in general. Exactly. You know? But I thought that was so cool because it wasn't too long ago we were talking about this, about relationships and people putting themselves back out there and in, in, into that, into the relationship field, you know, the dating mm-hmm. And it just caught my eye. It was the last paragraph in your email. And I was like, look at this. This couldn't have been more perfect. If you would have wrote me even two weeks ago, (laughs) it would have fit right into that. But it's perfect because 
Again, you're a superstar. You're not letting anything hold you back. And that's so great. You're, you're a shining star in the people with disabilities community. Well, thank you. You are. And, and, and that's what I want. And that's, and that's why I wanted to come on today is I just wanted to show the rest of the community that, you know, I'm really not that special. Um, I may be a superstar to you, but really to me, I am just an average person doing things that I think is what's what's right. Like this is the stuff that I do on the day-to-day basis. Like this is what I feel in my soul. It's just right. This is just, it's just Brie doing Brie things. And I just want to show all the other people who are not only in wheelchairs, but like, you know, who have other kind of adversities or struggles at home of any kind that like you can, you can overcome anything. I can overcome my wheelchair and I can overcome the things that kind of stood in the way before that. Um, And I was, I was really my biggest barrier so once we saw, once we stop standing in our own way, then we can open up so many doors for ourselves. And that's, that's, that's all I wanted to do is share, share my, how I was able to transform so that other people can feel comfortable being like, yeah, I can do that too. Cause I waited 10 years before I got involved in the disability community. It was 2021 when I first finally started like finding other wheelchair users. And like seeing what people were capable of in this in this community and in our area, and I was like, wow, like these guys are doing some big things. I got to step up my game. (laughs) And that's and that's when I knew that's when I knew I was really really meant for more. And then I just I dove in. I started getting involved with everything I could, all the free webinars, all the um, groups and the events, anything that was uh, disability or wheelchair related. I just I got involved in. I wanted to meet as many people as I could. Oh, sure. And it's, it's a great community. It really is. People do like to get out and socialize. And one of, the, one of the hard things is that being disabled, you're a member of one of the biggest minorities <laughs> in the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the most neglected minorities in the world. But mm-hmm. the, the community itself, it's made up of a, such a diverse kind of people. You have people in the d- disabled community of every race, creed, and color. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I'd say 80% of the people in the disabled community aren't looking to sit back and let other people take care of them. They're looking to take care of themselves. And they're looking to help other people, just like yourself. And it's every, just about everybody I've met in this community are super people are really good people. Well, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you see it that way cuz like from my point of view, I really feel that there is a lot of us in this community specifically that are not living up to their potential. There's a lot of us that kind of play the victim card and they just they don't have any they still have the confidence that they need, right? Like they're just like, "Oh, they were like they were like old Bree, I can't do this. I I can't get a job. I can't go back to work." Like they think of all the things that were taken away from them versus how can we do this differently and how can we do it better than these able-bodied individuals, well, right? Because, because it's possible. We, we have a different outlook and mindset that a lot of able-bodied individuals don't have. Like we're, we're resilient and more crafty. Like we have to adapt in ways that a lot of people don't. And I just wish that people in our community um, had more, like I said, more confidence in themselves to kind of push themselves because I, I sit in those um, support groups. I, I post um, our, our events and stuff in there. And there's just a lot of negativity in them, honestly, and a lot of a lot of sadness and, like, poor me. But 
not a lot of people willing to put in the work. And that that's why I wanted to speak is because with a little bit of work and dedication, like you can do anything. Well, and that's the only thing that makes me different from anyone else. Some of those, some of the support groups, if you're talking about the ones on Facebook and stuff like that, <laughs> if you're talking about that, uh, I belong to probably about 20 different groups. And there's certain groups I go into and I'll be in there for maybe five minutes and I want to put an ice pick in my ear. Just Exactly. Yeah, it's, and, it's awful. <laughs> and I avoid them. I avoid them. I got thrown out, uh, a true story, I got thrown out of one because I answered somebody saying that, you know, you should really seek some help because mm -hmm. I, I watched somebody post three days straight that they want to kill themselves. And I, t I said to him, I said, really? I said, you, you're worth more than that. Maybe you should seek professional help. And then I got a warning and I got suspended for like three days four days that I was being mean. And, you know, and like, I, I wish I could avoid those places, I, but to me, like, those are the people that need the help the most. And like, so we have, um, with some of the stuff that we do, we offer free events for wheelchair users and we have some really cool resources. So even though those places can get really negative and toxic, that's why I go there. I'm like, here, let me, let me sprinkle a little bit of my positivity over here today. Let me show you guys that there is an option and it's just you, you're the one that's choosing not to use it. And so, and I get, we get comments on it all the time. Like we'll post these events and they'll, there's always something that they have to say like, oh, well, why can't it be at this time instead of that time uh -huh. or you know, there's oh, there's always there's always backlash in some small way. But you know what? You're not going to please everyone. Nope. And as long as we can just keep getting the message out there, it's worth it. To like, if I can change one of those negative mindsets out of the hundreds that are in there, that that's a small win for me today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But the you go to other ones. It's like I don't know you. I don't know if you've ever heard of there's a a, a disease called ataxia, and they have these group sites and you want to see some of some of the most positive people go into an ataxia website that's one of the most horrible diseases it affects your body the nervous system your nervous system and mm -hmm. i met i met them they i did a podcast with them and for one of their one of their many um events and you want to meet some of the most positive people with the most horrible disease. And these guys, they, they're great. They are absolutely great. I, I dealt with the National Ataxia Foundation. These guys mm -hmm. are great. And they have it hard. They truly right. have it hard. But talk about positive attitudes. And I really love, I look up to them. They're, they're such a, such a great, uh, organization but and then you get these other ones who they're uh, being depressed is is a serious thing but oh absolutely there's help out there mm -hmm. there there it's not it's not a fatal disease it's there is help out there for you and they act like they don't want the help for some reason i don't understand that well, and I, I think with me and my background going through um, the schooling that I have, I also take into consideration the stigma that comes along with mental health and the treatment that comes along with it. So like the idea of like, oh, I need therapy or I need to go see a shrink. Like there's a lot of judgment 
that people will have around that. And they just, they kind of fight that internally. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't need to go to therapy. Like, Oh, you need to go to therapy for sure. But me, no, no, no. I can handle this on my own. And I'm guilty. I'm myself of guilty of that sometimes where I'm thinking like, Oh no, I can handle this. Cause I'm, I'm trained. I'm educated. But realistically, even the most trained professionals still have their own therapist. They right. still have their own support team to lean on when things get tough. You have to be mindful of the the stereotypes that come along with it because addressing mental health has not even been a major topic in mainstream society until like the last four, five, six years. No one cared about self-care or you know, having a day off or anything like that until recently. And that's all that stuff that really adds up to the depression and the anxiety. It's the, the, the lack of taking care of yourself, the lack of good food, not sleeping normally, overindulging in toxic social media posts and like watching the news too often because that's not good for anyone no, to, just to overindulge say, in that. Watching, this, um, watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you'd think that the news would be like comforting, but these days it's just traumatic and it creates anxiety for me. I try to avoid it as much as possible. And that's that's kind of why I got into the work that we did. I, I really enjoy helping other people grow their mindset, work on self-care. I I tutor college kids still on my free time when I have when I have some availability. I help them get their schedules in line so that I can feel like they have so they feel like they're together, you know, like 16 weeks of, of, of classes is really intense, but if you can just nail down a solid little routine or just have a basic meal plan for a couple of weeks, it, it makes a huge difference in sure. success. Sure. Mm -hmm. it, it's like getting organized. Even if you get organized in just one area, that's a big win. Then the win. rest falls into place. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You stay busy for someone that's in a wheelchair. <laughs> I do. I like it. I like it that way. I like being busy. That's good. That's that's great. And I'm <laughs> I'm looking at the rest of it. You you you're passionate about fitness, health, and wellness, community resources, college, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. attending music festivals, <laughs> harm reduction, personal growth, education, and tutoring, relationships, mm -hmm. breaking the stigma around intimacy with the disability. Mm -hmm. That was another discussion that we had a couple of weeks ago. See. You're missing. You missed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and those are, that's why I just made the list because I, I feel like, you know, I've, I've had a little bit of experiences in all these things. And, you know, with the fitness and health and wellness and stuff, some of the things we do is, is we read 10 pages every day and we work on our personal development. And what's the best way to learn is from someone else's experience. I started reading personal development books at the, I think it was around Christmas last year. So it's only been a year and it's just really amazing the stuff that you can learn and apply to your life and how that can really impact your day-to-day -day actions. And the, the things that have happened over the last year for me have been monumental. And I go, all goes back to, to learning and to investing in myself and to investing in my health as well. Now, do you, do you have a website? We do. We have, we have a couple. So we, we do most of our resource sharing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Wheel With Me Foundation on Instagram, that is where we share all of our resources through our nonprofit. Okay. And that is where there's a link through there that you can get to our website as well, which is wheelwithmefoundation.org. 
That is the side of our our business that works on the independence of wheelchair users and trying to grow the longevity of their of that independence. Then we also have Wheel With Me Fitness. So and that would just be wheelwithmefitness.com. And it is it, w- it will link you to the first app ever created for wheelchair users by wheelchair users. Cool. It's all seated it's all seated fitness. There's a really wide range of workouts that we have on there right now. We have like strength training, resistance bands, mobility, because you know, just 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 stretching every day is really, really crucial for wheelchair users. I'm sure you know that your shoulders can get sore really quickly if you don't stretch every day. Mm-hmm. And so we have different options, but we also have a whole section of workouts in bed because we also keep in mind that there are wheelchair users who have to um, rely on caregivers or family members to kind of help them with their routine. So if there is individuals who kind of have to wait around to to help get out of bed, they can keep a resistance band right in their nightstand and get their workout in right in bed before they even start their day. Excellent. That's, Mm -hmm. that's very true though. Also. Yeah. Well, we just, what we wanted to do with the wheel with me fitness is to show wheelchair users how easy and accessible fitness can be. It does not have to be overcomplicated. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need a bunch of equipment. Realistically, you can just do cardio in bed and that's all you need is just, you know, just a little bit of guidance, a little bit of follow through and a little bit of discipline and, and you can get that done. And actually those, those, those exercises would be good for someone, even if they're not in a wheelchair. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it, the, these sites aren't, although they're, they're guided for people with wheelchairs, it'd be good for someone that's not in a wheelchair to take a visit and mm-hmm. may, maybe just follow some of those exercises. So Absolutely. Th- th- you don't have to be in a wheelchair to go to these websites. No, and I mean, it could be even someone that's connected to wheelchair users. If you know someone who works in like a PT department or in a doctor's office and they work with, you know, vets or spinal cord injury survivors and things like that then yeah we would love for you to use our our website as a resources for sure exactly both of both of them honestly like not only the fitness stuff but the other resources that go along with that and what about if they wanted to contact you personally do you have an email address where they could contact you absolutely so my email address is just brie grace nine zero at gmail.com and anyone is welcome to send me a message. You can email me about um, the nonprofit work that we do. We are always looking for um, individuals who are in wheelchairs who are willing to speak about whatever trick or trade that they have. Um, in a few weeks, we're having another empowerment week. So what we do is we host empowerment weeks every season where we get different speakers, all, all wheelchair users or who are um, directly working with the wheelchair community. Um, and they're all free. They're all free events for wheelchair users, and they're all online. So this next event, we'll have a dance class. We'll have some confidence coaching. We'll have a sign language beginners class. Um, in the past, we've done things like nutrition and fitness, acting classes, um, how to grow your social media. And this is just all free resources for people in wheelchairs coming from people in wheelchairs. Um, so if anyone if anyone has anything that they would love to contribute to that, you're more than welcome to email me. Or if anyone has any fitness questions, um, reach out because I, I was that person a year and a half ago that was convinced I couldn't work out just because I, I was a seated person. And it was far from the truth. Once I, once I made myself a priority, I was able to really see what I was capable of and 
and it was great. It was a, it was a really good change for my whole body, my mind, and my soul. Excellent, excellent. And like I said, Brianna is a superstar, so you're going to be talking to a superstar. So send her a message. <laughs> send her a message. Tell her you want an autograph. <laughs> She'll send it back to you. I will. I will just for you. <laughs> there you go. See that, Brianna? <laughs> this has been great. This, this has been great. I, I'd love to have you back on. You're welcome to contact me anytime. I would absolutely love to chat more. I'm sure there's a million topics that we could just just run with. <laughs> I, I'm sure there well, is. Well, for me, roll with. Uh, well, I'll be well, rolling, but we'll be rolling uh, through them. <laughs> we'll be rolling. Both of us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, this, is how, this is how we roll. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, definitely. I'd love to have you back on again. And that would be lovely. And yeah, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you again for giving me a space to share my story and to reach other people because that's all I ever wanted to do was just to connect with others and show other people that they have support. And that's what I'm willing to do. I'll, I'll support anyone who's willing to, to reach out. Definitely. Well, thank you again. And we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. I have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks, Brianna. I want to thank Brianna Powie for joining us today, and I hope she'll join us again in the future. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for being here today. And I want to remind you, my friends, things can always be worse, no matter what, Someone somewhere right now is wishing they were in your position so things can always be worse. Hey, you've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple, and I'm going to talk to you again real soon. Have a great one, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.